Welcome to another episode of Humanly Plausible with your hosts, Roly and Richard from the Pink Collective. Welcome back to another episode of Humanly Plausible. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. So we, uh, again, we're rolling season two. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things I've been worried about or thinking about is like, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on like, should we dye our beards? I am not dying my beard at all. I am. I'm a 55 year old man, and each one of these gray hairs represents lessons learned and wisdom gained. So I'm embracing. That's a true question. So my wife is like, she doesn't want me to. She doesn't want you to. Yeah, but it's nah. like for me, it's like see, yours is nice and, and, and even. It's, well, did it, it just start? I mean, it how just did, it? did because I didn't. I didn't have a beard until like. Two years ago, when I was already graying, so I can't. Hmm. You're a young man. Yeah, mine's just kind of sprinkled in. <laughs> yours is very, yours, I don't yours, like it. You're so. just getting a little sprinkle. It's you're at the stage now where dying is dying. Dying the uh, beard is probably not a you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, you know, for me, it's it's long gone past that. I'd be living in denial if I did something like that. But I'm good. With okay. The gray cool. Hair. So um, that's a very important subject you brought up, though. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, we're still taking on new guests. Uh, so, again, if you're listening and you're interested on being on the show, feel free to reach out to us. At uh, You can comment on our blog or just simply hashtag humanly plausible and we'll reach out to you. So, all right. So, let's see what we have in store today. Yeah, man. We're just going to do it old school. We're going to come out the box right here. Um I can't remember the last time that we didn't have a guest, and we actually pulled Just out. me and you. All right. So, so is there yeah. anything else you want to mention before we go into this box that you feel like you need nah, to address? I, I, I'm really interested in seeing what kind of organic conversation was going to come out this box. Is it my turn? Really? I, I just forgot. Are we lost? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, go, just go right in. All right. Yeah. All right. So, out of the box question. Man, all right. So, this is define leadership. What makes a great leader? Wow. That's such a, that's a big question, man. It is. So, so, so yeah, we can cover a lot of ground. So that's I'll, a lot. I'll, of I'll let you kick this off and see, well, see where you want to take us. Well, I think uh, in terms of a leader, a leader, I think it's leader who is someone who inspires purpose of the team that's going to follow them. Okay. Uh, one that can promote investment in the mission um, and therefore have the dynamic be one more of executing a purpose-driven mission versus just doing tasks. I think that's really uh, a, the difference between a leader and a boss. I think bosses are more task-oriented. You need to have the support to me by 3 o'clock p.m. That's what a boss says. True. Um, I think a leader is cultivating an uh, environment where that person would be bringing it to you at 3 o'clock not needing to be told because they understand the why behind the deadline as well as as why they're doing the uh, doing whatever they're doing anyway. So, you know, and I'll leave it open to anything. It just doesn't need to be a business. So, I, who do you consider to be a hmm. like in your? It could be a coach. Uh, you know, when you, when you think of good leadership, who do you think about? <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about that, but we talk about the hard knocks. Oh yeah, yeah. I like Dan Campbell, man. This, so Hard Detroit Knocks. Well, what is Hard Knocks for the folks that don't know? Hard Knocks <laughs> is a wonderful series for all you football fans on HBO, in which they yes. take a 
all-access look into the preseason of a select team every year, and they actually have hard knocks in season now, Mm -hmm. which comes into uh, the middle of the season. But this year, um, the Detroit Lions were the hard knocks team, and uh, Dan Campbell, formerly of the Miami Miami Dolphins, interim coach, that probably should not have been let go, but we're very happy with where we are now. So anyway, I just (laughs) have to say that. That's another podcast. But, um, yeah, Dan Campbell, there was something about – the way he inspired. And one of the things that I think that helped him inspire people, and it's funny because it's more than words, it was his enthusiasm. And even when you look at him, yo, he's jacked, man. He's still in the gym. Oh, yeah. And I think... He looks like a player. Is, but think about that. Think about a player playing for a guy yeah. who looks the part of what yep. you're trying. No offense to any of the other coaches out there who don't hit the gym as much, who may... Um, be a little bit more advanced in age, and therefore bodies have, you know, succumbed to gravity. But um, <laughs> Brother good. Campbell, man, you can tell he's in there. He don't miss no leg days. He's he's in there. And I think that, you know, the, the players seem to gravitate towards him because of the whole package, that he really yeah. um, inspires them to understand the why behind what they're doing every day at practice. So it's funny because, you know, you bring up football because this morning I was listening to – Get up on ESPN, mm-hmm. another show. Um, obviously, we're football fans here. Yeah, um, absolutely, no doubt. But they were talking about Tom Brady. They were saying that so, like how Tom, like this year, has been kind of like football hasn't been his priority. Uh, so they just took a loss now against the Pittsburgh, yeah. which was unexpected, and you know they weren't even thinking that was going to be a thing. But what they were saying was that what you were talking about the coach is like. Like, he hasn't been to the meetings. Like, Saturday's uh, meeting, he wasn't there for that mm. meeting. He was actually at the wedding for uh, Kraft, uh, owner oh, of New England. Oh, Patriots? Yeah. Wow. wow. So, it was funny. They were like, there's nothing. Like, we, they didn't lose because of Tom. Yeah. Because it wasn't like he had an awful day. But what they were saying is that, what does that show the team? 100%. That now, they're not yeah. the priority anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, look at that. How- I, I, I think it goes back to commun- leaders are conscious of the communication that they're making even when they're not speaking. 100%. You know, and I think, yeah. that, well, that We, we me- talk about serving leadership all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, and I've learned, I've learned from my personal journey, I've learned what it is to be a boss and I've learned what it is to be a leader because I've been both. Um, yeah. I've been the boss where, like, you know, I started my first business and I had no idea – of how to run. I didn't take business class. I, you know, for me, it was just marketing yeah, and advertising. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and uh, so design. But I really, I never spent time or I never did any further work on learning what it takes to run a business. And and, and I'm not, you know, I, I would say I'm more of the, the masses that I am than not, right? So, like, I think that a lot of people out there own businesses today or run businesses that really don't know how to run a business. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you could be really bad at finances. I was bad at that, too. So I had to learn that I had to get a good accountant. But my point here is that, like you were saying, a boss is very task-oriented. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't seeing what was happening. And I wasn't feeding my people. I wasn't, like, you know, really building them up to be better or giving them the space to be better. Um, like, a lot of the work that we do now is, is culture-oriented. Yeah, and why absolutely. has it become that? Because, again, it's important to me, I understand it's important because I've been there. I understand that if I would have had a better culture or if I would have instilled something better, um, it would have changed a lot of things. But, you know, we, we, we all go through our journeys to learn. And you live and you learn. And I, I, I think that, you know, 
learning. One interestingly enough, one of the best learning opportunities I had in terms of leadership was coaching youth sports. Uh, there's something to be said about mm-hmm. trying to get a group of nine-year-old, ten-year-olds oh, yeah. to understand a concept and understand the why behind why we do certain things and you know importance of especially um, trying to get them to understand uh, you know the benefits of discipline and it was interesting because what the youth sports taught me was sometimes we overthink. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with adults. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, they they taught me just to slow down and listen. Good point. Slow down and listen so that I knew there was, and, and the differing personalities of kids, I think, was very important that we don't see it as dramatically with adults in the workplace necessarily, you know, but the kids were more dramatic, which made me more conscious of it. Like there mm. were certain kids that you knew if you yelled, they would shut down, cry, maybe, you know, be just totally despondent for the rest of practice or rest of the game. But there are other kids who thrived on that, I would say, passionate feedback mm-hmm. and uh, would use it as fuel. And being able to dissect very early who were those kids and which bucket they fell into kind of made me understand that adults were the same. They just weren't as obvious about their differences. Mm, that's a great you know, point. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, they don't throw. I mean, they're not gonna throw a tantrum, or yeah, yeah. They're, they're not gonna. Because you know, at the end of the day, they're they're trying to keep their job. Correct. Um, but to your point, um, they disappear from the company and they, they check out. They check out, and like you know, you know, the person that's supposed to be working on a project but keeps delaying sending it to you, that may indicate they're like that kid who may not be as confident. Yeah. In a skill. And therefore, always goes to the back of the line when you're doing a drill, mm-hmm. you know. And so there, there were like similarities in terms of I think uh, mindsets and and, and different yeah. that that you know you learn like to oh wow so I'm seeing this let me empower that person not chastise that person you know you can right. yell at the kid oh stop going to the back of the line you need to do this hitting drill or you can say hey I notice you keep going back to the end of the line tell me why. So like yeah, it's huge. So like reflectively, if you think back of, you know, from the client work that we've done, um, because this is another arena that we we stumble upon. It's like that that we we're working with these companies and we realize, dang, leadership is it's jacked up. And you know, a lot of times I don't know. You probably, I hope you agree with me. Um, they're not even. <laughs> I hope you agree. Right. Uh, I hope so too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think sometimes it's not even intentional. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that for many of the leaders, they're so caught up in the work mm-hmm. that they're not really focused on the people who are executing and the culture that's being cultivated mm-hmm. while everything is going on. That's another good point. So I've been guilty of that too. So where I, you're so buried uh, in the tactical or, or, or the day-to-day stuff that you forget the leadership role. Yeah. And 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 I, and I think it starts with understanding what is a leader. I think I think this is a you know a, a great question for a lot of folks that leader doesn't mean you stand in the front. Leader means you stand in the back. Yeah. And you make sure that you're guiding the, the folks forward. Yeah. Um. That was another kind of perspective that I had to understand that you know it wasn't that you're in the front taking all the bullets, but necessarily that you're 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 carving out that path, um, 
and helping folks uh, to move through it. And, and not only that, but understanding that you don't need to have all the answers. That was another thing that yeah, you know, I, I used to think that's that a very I, had, good point. I had to make all the calls. It doesn't work no. like that. And you're going to fail if you think that you can. Right. And it may, I think if you go into leadership with a certain humility, you, by virtue of that humility, surround yourself with good people, mm -hmm. smart people, people who can move the company and yourself forward. Because your humility says, I need to surround myself with good people and smart people because I don't know everything. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's... So crucial. I mean, I, I I definitely know, and you know, now in my in this part of, of of I guess in the season that I'm in, in in uh, in my career is that you you get to really sit back and listen, yeah, and and really kind of I you know I don't know if it's I mean it's not just gratitude, but I think it's you know you, you, the folks that you're surrounded with um, that you get to work as a collective, and that was I think. Yeah. As a young art director, you know, creative direction and creative director, like you, you struggle with that because you're so lost in, in, in kind of creating ideas all the time that you forget that there's so much more that goes into what you're doing than that. Yeah. And, and by that, I mean, just like, 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 let's talk about just like maybe whether it's, you know, building a campaign, right? You know, you, you forget that it's just not, there's, there's people involved. Yeah. The and then the people, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, like my type of, like, I'm the type of person that I'm very, you know, driven and, and I, and I focus like I zero in on what I want to do. And, and yeah. so that was, that was something that I had to kind of step back and say, you know what, Rolly, you got to take it easy, man. Oh, and I, I mean, I did see a therapist for that, but, but no, no, I, think, <laughs> I had to like, you know, I had to seek professional help, but I needed to, that's, that's part of it too. It is. Listen, that's like training I for think the mind. As part of that humility I was talking about, leaders need to allow themselves to grow. Right. And you know, if you, come into any position thinking that you are an optimized leader without anything else to learn, you're already failing because there's a certain level of um, another level of humility, which is these people around me can teach me. Yes. And uh, I think that when people feel valued in terms of that, they bring something to you as the leader, they're even more empowered to give their a hundred percent. Because you're reinforcing their value. Mm -hmm. I have zero problem. I never had any problem going up to someone in a particular department when I was in higher ed administration. And my financial aid person knew more than me about financial aid. And so. Expectedly. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, would hope, hope so. Hope. Yeah. And um, it felt good. And I could watch when I would go to them and say, hey, can you do me a favor? Tell me a little bit about X, Y, and Z. I'm not really understanding that. Can you tell me and how that affects our students? Mm -hmm. And I watched how they would take such pride in being able to explain something to me. And um, at the same time, I felt more empowered because, man, that was great. Now, I know I'm the right person in this role because they mm -hmm. were able to explain it to me. So they should surely be able to explain all the options to a student. So it also reinforced that that was the right person in that role. That's great. Yeah, well, so I'm going to kick it up three gears up on the same question. So, because I, I know it's something that's affecting a lot of folks. Um, so we're talking about what it takes to be a great leader. So what does it take to be a great leader in today's climate and social climate, right? So we, because wow. you and I are in it, um, you know, and, and so how do you navigate in today's society wow. with so many social dilemmas that we have? 
Yeah. Whether it's race, whether it's like, you know, just, you know, our own equality as people, as humans. Um, mm. Like, how is that any different? Is it different? Does it change the, the meaning? Does it not? Um, I mean, for me, it doesn't. Um, so that's interesting. That's a really interesting question. So, so, and, and this is kind of what, what, what my point that I want to make, and then I'll, I'll let you go. But so my point is, so I'm a big believer in, in that you, you're not a business person, uh, you know, part-time and you're not a family guy part-time. You're, you're one individual person. We're not, you know, and our minds are not broken, fragmented into being separate people. Right. So one of the best mirrors that I tell a lot of folks and, and people that I speak to, especially like young entrepreneurs, is that you need to look at your daily life as who you are at the home, yeah. whether you're married or you're not, whether you, who you are with your friends, and that is reflectively who you are going to show up as a leader. I totally agree. And so, like, it's important, I think, especially me, I have two boys, a 15 and 11-year-old, that... That I, you know, I can't be a powerhouse, you know, of, of a business person, then come home and I'm the weakest, yeah. you know, role model for my, for my boys and, my, and, you know, and, and, and a husband. Yeah. Um, so I've made it a thing where I need to be consistently working on myself all day. It's not just, you know, it's not a, just about, you know, I need to be strong at home, strong at work, strong as a friend. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta show up so I can't go full throttle on business and then, you know, yeah, be gassed relax. and yeah, then, yeah, be yeah, gassed yeah. for everything else. That's fair. Um, and I think in today's society, um, a big word is to be aware. I think that we need to be aware of who we are, how we're showing up and what we're saying. And I think, you know, you have to be aware and then you have to be committed to who you are and your values. I mean, your values as a leader, to your point, typically aren't going to or shouldn't be different than your values as a father, values as a husband, mm -hmm. values as a church member. You know, that's who you are. And if that's, and I, I think going back to your question about navigating kind of the climate that we live in, I think the values is, 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 has to be your guide, you know, in terms of doing that. And being aware that people are bringing things into the workplace that, you know, uh, you have to be more careful about dealing with mm -hmm. than you ever did before. Um, you have to make a serious decision about your public face as a leader in the organization you're running. Where do we stand on some of these issues? Um, uh, and it's tricky. You know, you don't want to turn all of your messaging and all of your presence into a political statement because that can be detrimental. But at the same time, there's certain core values that you've got to be willing to stick up for um, if you're going to be authentic. And, you know, even on our website, there's there's just data out there that shows that consumers respect organizations, which are driven by leaders, mm -hmm. who communicate certain values and are committed to those certain values. Value-driven organizations are deemed and seen as being more credible. So, um, I'm, you know, to, to, to that overall point, yeah, it's, it's, it's basing, you know, your, your value system and, you know, making sure that you're consistent with that, I think, is part of navigating what's going on today. So did you think that when you were, like, early 20s that you'd be having this conversation? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. You know what? It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. I mean, that opens the question. And we had uh, Andrew Zulo here one time talking about leadership development. 
That's why yes. and his programs at an early age now that he yeah. had talked about, I think are crucial because we wouldn't have had that com conversation in our 20s because no one was teaching us how to be leaders in our 20s. No. I was taught to go get a job. Right. Go out there and grind it. That's it. You went to college, go get a job now. That yeah. was the whole goal. And but, that's the thing. Like, you know, I think when also when, when, when you talk about leaders, people think that just some – you know, a person that that runs a company. That's that's not that's not the leader that we're talking about. We're talking about leadership in whatever you stand right now. Like you, you can lead whatever, whether it's your your junior high football league. So if, if you're in junior high, you're a student. You know, this also applies. But um, you know, again, it's you know whether you're a manager or whether you're just an employee or whatever the case, you're not just that. You you are more than that, and it's something that we try to also educate our clients about. That you know, you're you're. You know, I, we don't like even calling them employees. It's, nah, it's, it's you your know, team. It's your, your team. Your, 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 it's, 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 I don't want to say family because sometimes that, that throws people off. But I think that, um, you know, brand influencers and, and partners brand and team members, yeah. brand ambassadors are all more, I guess. Uh, I think more impactful. Yes. And, uh, uh, ways to look at the people who deliver your brand promise. You know, uh, mm -hmm. and we don't look typically sometimes at our teams as that we right. look at them as the people who execute work. And once again, now we're going back to being a boss. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if they're the person who drive your why, um, these are the people that um, elevate our purpose. These are the people that drive my brand promise. And that becomes the way you look at them. Yeah. Your leadership style will change. And yep. evolve. So, you know, if, if you learn anything today, it's about don't be a boss. Yeah. So we encourage yeah. you to stop There's being a boss. There's a lot of boss. bosses out there, but not enough leaders. Amen to that. So uh, any final thoughts? No, man, I think this was good. I think um, <laughs> as election time is coming up in November, uh, Great point. we need to elect leaders and not bosses. Absolutely. So, yeah, very important, I think. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you. We appreciate you joining. Uh, catch the next show. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs>